0: um yeah I don't know why it was something that I I struggle with to like abandon like it's not like a big deal that I ultimately don't want to go to med school and like I'm not like interested in that like anymore I like definitely was at one time um but it was something that I was kind of like didn't allow myself to like think I was just like no like this is what you're interested in like just stick with that like Uh it took me a while to expand my mindset like yeah
1: Hey, 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 welcome back to Just Doing Life with your favorite host, Megan, moi. Your girl is back from a cruise vacation. Yes, you heard that right. I went on a six-day, five-night cruise, not sponsored, no, fully out of my pocket. Just kidding, full out of my father's pocket because your girl isn't paying for a family vacation. Although, he did say that this is my last family vacation, that I don't have to spend my own money, so that pretty much means that i'm not going on another family vacation ever um just kidding kind of um anyways fam like seriously such a great uh vacation i highly recommend cruises cruises to me give off like a college vibe for adults. You get thrown into this place with all these random strangers and you keep bumping into people, you know, so you, you form those like relationships, friendships, crushes. I had plenty of them all over the cruise. You get to mingle and it's kind of nice because it, like you're kind of forced to make friends, you know, you because you're all in the same place, all just partying out in the middle of the sea. Um, but yeah, I highly recommend taking a cruise. It was fantastic. I had a grand old time. I sang Fergalicious Karaoke, and let me tell you, after being on stage, I think I need to be some sort of, like, entertainer. Whether it's comedy, because you guys know, oh my god, I'm, like, the funniest thing person out there. Or singer, even. That one might not go as well, but it definitely gave me an itch to be on stage. Um... Definitely didn't give other people the itch to come watch me on stage though because it was quite an awful performance, but that's okay. Anyways, fantastic weekend. I'm back and bouncy, bouncy? I meant bounce back. I bounce back better than ever. I don't know what's going on here, guys. <laughs> it's been a minute, okay? Um. Today I have a fantastic episode for you, as always. We've got Maddie here. Maddie is in culinary school and I love her story because she was not always... I mean, she was always into cooking, but she just started culinary school recently after pursuing, like, global health and potentially medical school and college. Really had a passion for for cooking all of her life and then finally took that leap of faith, um, which was started by her sliding into the DMs. Fellas, if you're listening, sliding into the DMs does, in fact, work. Maddie's case here, she slid into the DMs of a an Italian... Um, She called it an agaturismo. God, that was ugly. Agaturismo, which the Google definition is (laughs) agaturism. Bear with me, people. Involves any agriculturally-based operation or activity that brings visitors to a farm or ranch. Anyways, what did she do? She went and messaged them. She had been following this account for years and was like, Hey, you, um, does anyone, like, do you guys want me to come hang out with you? I can do whatever you need me to do. Just like give me an opportunity to work there. And you know what? After a little bit of push in, they agreed. So she spent six weeks in Italy, all from sliding into the DMs. And that started her whole, you know, passion and search for, for culinary. I almost said culinary sciences. That's not, I don't know what comes after culinary, but culinary you know um so she did that and now she's in culinary school but you get to hear all of that um like in between how she got there what was her job in global health like in global health emergency management um we talk about networking how she had so many conversations with people just to get to know what it was that she really wanted to do in that culinary field um but yeah it's it's a fantastic episode i hope you guys enjoy she shares just a great story in general and i think it's our first like chef i say chef Um, but that's not what she wants to be. So like first cooker, (laughs) God, English, no me language. Okay. I hope you guys enjoy. I plugged all of her socials in the bio of this podcast episode. Um, so you can check those out. She's got a website and an Instagram. Looks like she's cooked some delicious food. Also really yummy looking cocktail, which I might have to take a stab at soon here. Um, but yeah, as always follow, like, subscribe, send, make me famous. Okay. Bye. Here she is fantastic okay hi everybody i'm with maddie today maddie i think i saw one of your tiktoks i think that that's typically how i find people um and i just saw i think it was like a recap of year 2020 or something and it was like all these crazy things you were doing cooking and living what looked like the best life and i was like i gotta reach out um so with that i don't have much background information on you i would love to give you the floor to to tell a little bit about yourself hobbies other than cooking um because i see that that's what you're kind of doing now um where you're from, anything else you want the the audience to know, and then we'll jump right into your career.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, first, thank you for having me. Very excited. Very first podcast. <laughs> um, but yes, my name's Maddie. Um, I grew up uh, in Connecticut in Fairfield County, um, I went to uh, Georgetown University where I studied global health. Um, so completely different from all the cooking and everything I'm doing now, which we'll get into. Um, but outside of cooking, which was uh, I'd say my main hobby, but it's now turning into more than a hobby. Um, I I love like kind of all things like yoga and Pilates, um, being active, and then um, reading as well, uh, which. <laughs> kind of like the textbook answer for like hobby like (laughs) Um, but I did join a book club this year which has been very exciting Ah, okay and fun being like more consistent with uh actually reading and holding myself accountable
1: yeah are you one of those crazies who has read like 100 books this year
0: no, I okay. try to do like one book a month and I'm like okay. proud of myself for sticking to that. Yeah.
1: Some of these people who are doing like churning out several a month, I, I don't understand how that's my goal too, is the, the one a month, but even then that's difficult yeah. sometimes.
0: No. Yeah. And I, I recently got a Kindle and I used to be very anti-Kindle okay. and now I'm very, I've, I've come full circle and I'm pro-Kindle. Um, Amazing. So okay. I, that's helped with like travel reading and stuff. So okay. That's Very cool.
1: Idea. Awesome. Well, love to hear all that. Thanks for sharing. Now we're going to get into the juicy stuff. So you said global health was what you studied in college. Mm-hmm. I always like to start with high school though, because I think that's kind of when all these career aspirations start, you know, bubbling up inside of us. So with that in high school, were you looking into something global health esque, or where was your mindset as to what you wanted to do for your career then?
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, in high school, I think I definitely, saw myself doing something in the health field not necessarily global health yet um but definitely like medicine i grew up um in a family uh or i guess extended family of doctors um on my dad's side so a bunch of aunts and uncles and cousins both grandparents on that side were doctors um and i was interested in it like i definitely wasn't scared of like the blood the gore it like kind of fascinated me so um, between like just the exposure from my family and, you know, watching Grey's Anatomy and being like, I'm not grossed out by that. I was like, oh, I'll, I'll be a doctor. Um, and so I think, yeah, I and I always was more inclined um, towards like the sciences. Those were quote unquote like my stronger subjects. And I also was just more interested in it. Like I'd rather take a, a chemistry test than like write an essay, like a thousand percent. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think all of those were kind of pointers for me that like medicine was something I was interested in but I also was also I was also someone that wasn't like I'm 100% going to be a doctor like I had no idea I, I looked around at people who kind of looked like they knew exactly what they wanted to get into and I kind of tried to pick something that I thought I was interested in and be like yeah like I think a doctor but I it was not like an 100% certainty situation at all
1: okay Okay, yeah, I love that you just brought up the Grey's Anatomy piece because I heard that in one of the episodes, I create like I had a long time ago, and someone was talking about, um, is it like Criminal Minds? I think is that the the crime like psychologist yes. piece? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and I was like. It is so funny how we all pick our, these like careers that we think we'd be like loving based on these TV shows you watch. Not mm-hmm. like, I don't, It sounds so silly because now looking back, you're like, okay, that's not real life at all. But in the moment, it's like, oh my God, yeah, like that seems cool. That seems like something I'd like to do. And it's nothing at all like what a real job looks like. So I just like that you called out the Grey's Anatomy piece too, because I definitely went through that phase where I was like, oh my God, like the romance, the
0: fun, yeah. the
1: social side of being a doctor. Yeah. That's what I want.
0: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And I also think it's hard in high school because like like you don't know even close to the options that are available to you. Right. Like even like the names of the job. So it's hard to know then like what you want to be when it's like there's doctor, lawyer, you know, like the textbook. Right, you copy. get the top tier levels. You don't exactly. get anything in between. Not that any yeah.
1: everything in between isn't top, you can make everything top tier. It's like yeah. just get the labels out. No, I totally agree. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So you go off to Georgetown. Were you a global health then entering into freshman year?
0: Yeah, I applied as an undecided major. I didn't know like exactly what I wanted to do, but I applied okay. pre-med. So I was like enrolled enrolled from the beginning, like mm-hmm. taking the pre-med courses. So all the chemistries, the bios. Um, and definitely had it in my head that like after school I would probably be going to med school. I didn't think I wanted um to go straight in, like, you know, apply, do all the applying and like MCAT uh test taking my senior year. So I definitely thought there would be like a few years gap to get some work experience, uh, maybe some research, you know, all the things that are important for your med school application, mm-hmm. and then ultimately go like a few years after. But um, I ended up majoring in global health and not declaring that until the end of my sophomore year, because again, okay. it was still like undecided, which is kind of a common theme. in uh, this. I guess, journey, if I want to call it that. It's like, I'm constantly like, I don't know, like a hundred percent. So therefore it's hard for me to like commit and make a decision. Cause I'm like, well, there could be something else that maybe I just haven't thought about or like known about. So it's like, I don't want to commit yet, but mm-hmm. that has proved to sometimes just make things harder for me. Sometimes it's better to just like make a decision and you can adjust from there.
1: Absolutely. I resonate with that so much, the, like, fear of commitment. um, <laughs> Like, that rings so true to me because I I feel that same way of, like, okay, if I say yes to this, what am I limiting myself to on the other side? And that's something that's so hard to get over. And I do think that social media plays a little bit of a role in that because we wouldn't really know what the other side really looks like without the connectivity that we have and seeing everybody, everybody else who lives that in their day to day. Granted, mm-hmm. they're all highlight reels, so we don't see the Actually. bad stuff, but I, I totally get that. So so you committed end of sophomore year, so you had what, like two years left in the, the global health field. At mm-hmm. that point when you were taking those classes, junior and senior year, were you still gung ho, you know, medicine, I'm going to go back to medical school in several
0: years, or were you starting to tra- transition away from that? It wasn't until my senior year when I started to take a pause and reconsider things Um, and it was mainly because I hadn't taken physics yet and to complete the pre-med course load, I would have had to take two semesters of physics my senior year. And I was like, you know, I'm like no longer a hundred percent certain I want to go to med school and like, I don't want to completely not ruin my senior year, but that's like a huge time Mm -hmm. commitment and like, you know, like just so much time, so much studying all that. And I was like, since I'm not a hundred percent sure, I'm gonna like push that off and like not take it my senior year and if I ultimately decide to go to med school I can take that like online or whatever like I can make it work but for now I'm just gonna like hold off but Mm -hmm. I had taken like or like gone through orgo like all the other like absolutely like
1: just as difficult classes (laughs) yeah exactly
0: all the classes that like now I look back and I'm like, I can't believe I did that all for nothing. But I tell myself that it it taught me discipline, like very good, Mm -hmm. like discipline and like habits. So that's how I like sleep and give myself some some tea. <laughs> yeah <laughs> With, like the trauma that orgo was <laughs> oh
1: my god yeah don't get me started I have videos of <laughs> it sounds so crazy so don't judge but there are videos of me and my friends hanging out in the library at like 11 o'clock at night and you get to that point where you're just like fuck it <laughs> they pull out beers out of their backpacks and are just like sipping a bud light in the library because we were just like mentally drained from organic chemistry so I get yeah it. <laughs> you relate to
0: this you were pre-med like you yeah
1: like, okay, yeah it's a struggle Yeah. So, okay. So I respect that decision then. So physics was a no-go. And then when you graduated, were you pursuing positions within global health or were you like just opening your eyes to a bunch of other things?
0: So yes, the senior year was interesting because I graduated in 2020 like you. So okay. I graduated right when the pandemic was just like blowing everything up. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, well, Um. so, and I honestly had been like in a little bit of like denial, like I didn't start like really applying to jobs till like second semester and like COVID started to become a thing and like, j- like rumblings in January, February, and then it really shut things down in like March. Um, so I had like a few positions that I was applying for, and they were mostly New York based positions because I knew I wanted to be in New York, and it mm-hmm. ranged from um at the time I was interning actually at a think tank um in Washington, DC. So doing global health research. Um okay. so I applying to kind of jobs that were similar to that, like the researchy type, um, like think tank-ish jobs, also some um healthcare uh like consulting slash like uh, recruiting type places. um. So definitely things in the healthcare realm, but like I had no idea what I was applying for. I was just like trying to like see what like people in my classes were applying for. Like I really didn't know what I was trying to do. Um, and then basically when I officially graduated and had been like applying to a few different things, like honestly, all the interviews just like came to a halt. Like everything was just like We don't know what's happening. Like we're no longer hiring. Like we're very sorry. Like we're everyone's terrified. No one knows what's happening, and so I was like, "Oh God!" Like I have no idea what I'm supposed to be doing. I was like, "I have no idea." Everything's at a standstill. Um. So what ended up happening is I ended up reaching out to, um, my managers from the pre the summer before, so the summer in between my junior and senior year, um, the internship that I had that summer, which I haven't mentioned yet, but it was a, uh emergency or at the time it was a medical um focused position at a nonprofit um that uh, a global health and uh, development focused nonprofit. Okay. um so when you say medical I,
1: position was it like like you were
0: being a provider or like something like that it was it was in like what's called the medical unit so I was doing a lot of research on like for example um like different procedures and emergency responses so like okay. Everything from, like, stuff super specific, like, I don't know, like, wound care and, like, I don't know, like, fracture, like, stabilization and all that kind of stuff, but for, okay. like, emergency responses. So, like, hurricane and tornado responses, for, I for see. example. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Um, and that was, like, the only thing I could think of that I could, like that could possibly like turn into something. And mm-hmm. I had graduated and was like, I, I need to be doing something. Like I just graduated. It was kind of this like moment of franticness where I yeah. just wanted to get a job as soon as I could to like feel some sort of like stability. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had a good relationship to my managers there and I, um, they brought me back on to do some kind of more, uh, like one-off like research projects basically for them throughout the summer. Um, and I was doing research on like mask certifications, like all the N95s and okay. like different classifications for like the gloves and all of like just the PPE, the personal protection of equipment that they had to be like ordering and stuff. So it was mm-hmm. a lot of very technical research on that kind of stuff. But I was like, at least I'm like doing something like right? my friends don't have jobs and I am lucky to be like busy right now. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and did that
1: like give you any itch towards pursuing medicine at that point or was it like I know I know you were still kind of undecided but did it make you sway one way or the other being back in this medical position because I think that sometimes when we remove ourselves from these environments where like we finally have a chance to like sit down and think about what we really want this is you stepping out of like any of the sciences or any of the like I don't know application pressure that you see with your friends and now you're just doing a job was it like Yeah, I could see myself going back into that medicine arena, or oh my God, I'm back in this like environment. I can't see myself doing this ever again.
0: Yeah. I honestly think I was, I'm like putting myself back in like my mindset that I was like at this time. And I think it was more like, I don't hate this right now. And like, it's a job at the end of the day. And like, Mm -hmm. we're in the middle of like a pandemic and like, no one else is hiring. Like I have these people that like know me and liked what I did last summer. So like, that's great. Like, it's not Mm -hmm. like I'm just someone random. And like, I, at the time, I think I was looking for just like that security. And it was almost like fight or flight. Like I didn't really care that like, I, or I don't even think I was like thinking like, oh my God, this is my like dream position. Like, wow. It was just like, this works for right now. And like, okay. I studied global health. So it makes sense. I'm like interested in it enough. Like, it's not like day after I was like this is like horrible I was like oh like we're in the middle of a pandemic and I'm researching like you know N95 maths. like it's relevant it's like something so Mm -hmm. um but like ultimately I think like like now from where I'm sitting like I can say like no I wasn't like passionate about right passionate about it and I wasn't like oh yes like this is it like I'm in the right spot it just kind of was Mm -hmm. like this is where I'm at right now like let's make it work
1: Okay. Well, on the bright side, it sounds like you were very much so living in the present, which I think is something that a lot of us struggle with. So that's good. Um, but w- at what point then did you decide to step away? You said summer, were you just there for summer months or did you So to talk about- the
0: summer position turned into a full-time um, position in the emergency response team, um, which is interesting because in non-COVID times, I would have been deploying to all these different places for emergencies, like you know, uh hurricanes in Louisiana, like typhoons in Indonesia. Like I could have been going anywhere, everywhere. Oh, truly but,
1: international.
0: Okay. Yeah, truly international. But because of the pandemic, um, there was no travel. Like we mm-hmm. we weren't allowed to. Um, and so I was doing like emergency responses from like my desk in my house in Connecticut, if you can mm-hmm. even call it that. Um, but I stayed with this position for Uh, It was two years in total um, from when I like rolled on to full time at the end of the summer to when I just left um, this past summer at the end of July. So, wow. uh, Okay. Yeah. So July 2020 to July 2022, let's call it.
1: Okay. Okay. Great. So I feel like this is when we get to like the really good stuff. Then. So. Yeah. So what made you leave? What was going on during the time? I know we haven't really talked about your like cooking, but yeah, I'm assuming that was all happening. Like. Yeah. So it or, actually yeah. yes,
0: it it was happening on the side at the same time because uh during like the true like lockdown quarantine period of COVID um is when I started my food Instagram as like I feel like so many people did mm-hmm. um but I. I my friends had you know like all throughout college was like you really need to make like a food Instagram like all you talk like you're obsessed with food like you love cooking and I was like everyone has a food Instagram and I know I'm gonna get bored of it in about like two weeks and it's just Mm -hmm. gonna be an abandoned project and I don't feel like doing that but COVID I think gave me the time to like put into it and I had nothing else to do so I got like really into like everything from you know making cocktails literally every night of the week. My, my, my sisters and my mom and I would be like, okay, what are we drinking tonight? Like, what cocktail? <laughs> um, but there was just nothing but time in your house. So there mm-hmm. was lots of time to be experimenting in the kitchen, to be taking like fun photos and posting it. Um, and I really enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I would. Um, so during the pandemic was, uh, and this job, uh, was with, was when I was um, really spending a lot more time in the kitchen, but like still solely just as a hobby. Like I was just enjoying it, was enjoying doing my Instagramming, posting what I was making. My friends and, uh, you know, family were liking what I was posting, enjoyed seeing it. And so it was It was kind of just stayed like that for a little while. Um, but ultimately when I decided to leave um, my position at the nonprofit Uh, it had been, like, a long time coming. I started to know probably, like, a year in that, like, I I couldn't see myself, like, first of all, staying at the company, but also staying in, like, the field itself. Like, I would look outward to, like, other positions at other organizations, and I was, like, the issue isn't, like, this specific company. It's, like, I'm not interested in Mm -hmm. this, like, field anymore. And, like, obviously the nonprofit global health niche is a niche in the broader like global health space but as I kept getting broader and broader in my search like I wasn't any more interested so I kind of was using that as a cue of like okay we need to be like really pivoting and like looking in a new direction um bit? is that a bit scary because I know like sorry to like jump in here but I know that's like something
1: that personally I'm struggling with is like healthcare consulting is what I'm doing and I'm thinking I don't know if it's the healthcare consulting itself that is like what I'm just not feeling or if it's just like the nature of this specific project I'm on, you know, like, but the thought of stepping away from what I've known and what I know I'm good at, like, I know I can do it. I know I can talk the talk, like I can do it, but that realization that like, I need to get out of here. That's a scary, like, how did you, I mean, obviously it's very different for you because you're doing something like entirely different and all of that. But when you were feeling those thoughts, were you like, holy shit, like of yes. what's that mean for me?
0: Yes. It is so funny you say that, Megan, because like, yes, it took me like this, I, I can talk about it now, like in the span of five minutes, but this was probably like a year long come to terms of me being like, I studied this for four years at at school I'm like good at my job fundamentally Uh like and but I'm just like not interested in it and I was like what does that mean like I was like what like why like I was like why can't I was honestly like why can't I just be interested in this it'd be so like and the cooking thing like I it took me so long to I'll, I'll get into like I'm now in culinary school and we can get into how I made that decision but I didn't consider like Food or like anything culinary related as a potential like career trajectory for so long because I was just like, that's not like it's a hobby and it's like Mm -hmm. just a hobby. And can I ask, is your family
1: does your family all have like very traditional
0: position like jobs and careers? Um, so I'm the oldest, I have two younger sisters, um, Mm -hmm. but my dad works in finance and then I have a bunch of like older cousins and like, yeah, there are a lot of like, uh, I guess, more traditional careers, a lot of doctors and nurses. Mm -hmm. um, And yeah, I
1: think I'm just always curious based on how you grow up, like how much that impacts Mm -hmm. what your outlook is on careers. Because I do find that a lot of my very creative, like the the, the interviews I have with very creative individuals or like non-traditional career paths, they come from a family that's like always encourage that, whereas the other ones who are, like, still trying to figure it out come from, like, families that have these, like, very structured positions, which is, like, kind of how my family is, is we've all got, like, just normal job titles, you know, and so it it does play a big part in, you know, what you think the potential is out there, not that one is right for ever, like, you know, we all have our own paths that I think are best for us, Mm -hmm. but it does make a significant difference in, like, what your mindset is
0: around what is the next job opportunity for me. A hundred percent, a hundred percent, and I would say, like, Probably not completely black and white, but my family was on the more like structured side. Uh Uh, But I think it was honestly like, like limitations, I guess I was putting on myself. Like, I saw myself in this certain way as someone who studied global health and was pre med and was like going to go to med school. And it took for some reason so much time to like undo that and like not keep myself tied to it. And it was, it was like a self. It was like a self-imposed um limitation. And mm-hmm. um yeah, I don't know why it was something that I I struggle with to like abandon. Like it, it's not like a big deal that I ultimately don't want to go to med school and like I'm not like interested in that like anymore. I, I like definitely was at one time. Um, but it was something that I was kind of like didn't allow myself to like think I was just like, no, like this is what you're interested in. Like just stick with that. Like it took me a while to expand my mindset, like yeah. outside.
1: Yeah. I think that, I think that happens to so many of us. So I'm happy you shared that because I always like when people say things that I'm like, oh, I feel that (laughs) because then it's just, it's nice to know other people go through it. So, um, sorry, I took us on a total tangent, but so you, we were talking through the piece of you, um, starting to transition away from your job. And you said you spent that year thinking, yeah, this is not what I want to do. So what was the final, you know, step that you were like, I'm going to take the sleep and I'm just going to go for it.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, I went through iterations of applying to like, similar NGOs and not getting any jobs, like applying for it, and then not hearing back. I went through a three, four months in of being like, I'm going to go into management consulting, like mm-hmm. literally did that and like had convinced myself like this is the career for me. And then had a come to Jesus moment where I was like, what am I doing? Like, this is not it either. And then I basically gave myself a deadline. It was like June. And I was like, I... I had been waiting for like the perfect position to come up to give me the excuse to leave the job when I had been so like unhappy with it for so long. And I was like, I will be gone from this job by the end of July. Like, I don't care if I'm, and this was probably definitely naive to say, but I was like, I don't care if I don't have another job and I'm quitting to be unemployed. Like I will be gone from this position by the end of July. Um, And, On a whim in June, I'd been following this um, organic farm and agriturismo in Italy. I grew up in an Italian American family, have traveled to Italy a few times. It's just been one of those places that I've always like felt uh, connected to um, between like the food that I was constantly cooking um, to just like, I mean, everything about like the Italian culture and all of that. So I'd followed this uh, agriturismo for a while, like a few years. And it recently started coming back up on my feed for whatever reason. And I was like, God, it'd be so cool to go there. But like, just thinking about it as a total like dream, like, oh, that that looks so nice. And I mentioned it to like two of my like really good friends who know me very well. And they were like, like, why don't you see if you can like go? Like, and I I kind of floated out. I was like, it'd be so cool if I could go. And they were like, just reach out, like, see, like, why not? Why not? And I was like, when I was like, okay, like, why not? And I sent them a message, a direct message on Instagram and basically pitched myself was like, I think I could help you out with like XYZ. I was like, I am going to be, I lied and was like, I'm going to be in between jobs, like the end of the summer. And I think I could come and help you out with like anything food related, but like really anything, like I'll do anything. Uh huh. And they didn't answer. I like saw that they had read it and they didn't answer. And I was like, that's so sad. But <laughs> I spent, yeah, literally out. And I was like, that's also humiliating. Like I, I was like a paragraph, put myself out there but i was like you know what i already sent them a message what's a double message at this point so i followed up again it was like hi like i i really think i could be helpful like just completely shooting my shot and um the woman uh who who runs it ended up sending me like a voice note back and was like thank you like uh kind of like oh like it sounded like she basically was going to say like oh like we're not interested like blah 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 or, we don't need your help but basically at the end was like, we actually do have a project and it's like a cookbook project for our like farm that we like need help with. Like, would that be something you're interested in? And I was like, is this a joke? I was like, yes, this is like exactly what I probably would have like dreamed up or like Mm -hmm. couldn't have even dreamed up. It's like so perfect. And long story short, we went back and forth. I made sure they were Legit about Normal. me coming there. I was like, <laughs> yeah, you show up thing? to like some like crazy, yeah, like, literally. I like did say that. <laughs> my mom was like, what is wrong with you? Like, literally, what are you doing? I can't believe you're considering this. And basically, once I got the yes from them, I booked a plane ticket and like put in my two weeks notice to my job. And I like say that and I still can't believe it because I'm like, I'm not the type of person who would do that. Like, I in my head, I'm like, that's mm-hmm. not like, I'm not the type of person who would like do something that crazy, but. I that's that's what happened that's like the first that's step where it's like unreal the journey.
1: yeah so were they like paying you to do all this or were they just providing accommodations and you kind of it was exactly. almost like a semester abroad or something.
0: Yeah. It was like room and board was covered. So I had no expenses. I had a friend who sublet my apartment in New York, mm-hmm. um, which was key. So I didn't need to be like paying a New York rent. Double, yeah. Like I had no um, mm-hmm. salary. But it also was key that I had lived at home for like a year and a half while I was working um, and was obviously not going out or going on trips during the pandemic. So I was able to save up a significant amount to give myself kind of a buffer mm-hmm. Um And like, actually think through like being unemployed for like a period of time as like something that was like reasonable and not like going to tank everything for me.
1: Oh my gosh. How incredible. So, oh my gosh. Okay. So you,
0: how long were you there for? So I was there for, um, right around a month and a half, like six weeks.
1: Very cool. And then did that give you like the itch then to just continue on and try to do this for yourself?
0: Yeah. So basically that was like the tipping point. I like had Mm -hmm. this absolutely like magical, incredible time. And like, I got there and it could have gone like, you know, either way, it could have been like, oh my gosh, like I'm actually doing this. And then I get there and I'm like, I completely romanticize this. And this is not what I intended, but like people I met, like just the setup, it was, it was all like perfect. And I'm Mm -hmm. so, so grateful for the whole experience. Um, But I came back and was like, okay, I had that opportunity for like a reason like I'm not going to come back and rush into like the first random job I can get I'm going to be like very intentional about this um and basically took the second half of September when I got back in October to start talking to as many people as I could like in the culinary industry because that was what I what I am now what I knew I wanted to go into after being on the farm and working with food and picking figs and doing writing the recipes and everything um but still had no idea like what the focus was like culinary school was in the back of my mind, but like didn't know if it was worth it or if I would need it to do what I, whatever I decided I wanted to do. So Mm -hmm. October was this time of just trying to get as much information about the options out there from people, information as I could from different people. Mm -hmm. Um, And I mean, it, I started talking like one person basically led to like, oh, you should talk to so-and-so and and like, oh, you should talk to so-and-so. So So like, honestly, a few connections led to so many different ones. Um, And that's, I was reflecting before this about like, you know, advice or takeaways and like talking to as many people as you can and like saying yes to a conversation um, because like what, there's no like, there's no downside to like talking to someone because why like ends up being like a waste of like 15, 20 minutes, but Mm -hmm. The connection that ultimately got me to what I'm currently doing uh, part-time while I'm in culinary school, which, spoiler alert, now I'm in culinary school, um, <laughs> was, like, this, like, I said yes to talking to, like, my mom's friend whose first job in New York was for this, like, food catering place, and she was like, I'll reach out to the woman who hired me 25 years ago and see if, like, she'll talk to you, and, like, that ended up, leading me to someone else who put my name in somewhere. Else. It just like, it was a snowball effect. Mm-hmm. And like, it was a conversation. That I was like, this is going to be a complete waste of time. Like, I don't even know why I'm going to talk <laughs> to this person yeah. right now. So, so what was
1: that conversation? Cause that's obviously now where, how you got to where you are now.
0: Yeah. So um at this point I had talked to enough people where I had made sense in my mind that culinary school was the right decision. Um, and so I go to ICE in New York City, the Institute of Culinary Education. Um, it happens to be literally directly next door to my apartment, which is so convenient. Um, so I go there four hours a day, um, Monday through Friday. And then I work part-time for um a restaurant group uh that it's called the Dynex group. It's Danielle Belude's group. Um and basically the conversation that um landed me this like Part-time job was um, basically, like I said, my my mom's good friend, who twenty-five years ago worked for this uh, catering events food company in New York, um, reached out to uh, the CEO who had hired her. It was very small at the time. Um, this woman said, "Yeah, of course I'll I'll speak. It's so nice to talk to you. I haven't talked to you in twenty years, uh, but of course I'll talk to this um, you know young person." Oh, cool. <laughs> that you before. Um, and I talked to her. And she put me in touch with the culinary ambassador on her team, which again, like culinary ambassador, I didn't even know that was like a position that existed. And this woman had worked at so many different restaurants, so many different restaurant groups and was like, I can totally help you like you have a really interesting story, you're obviously serious about this, you're in culinary school, Um, put my name out to a bunch of different restaurant groups um, that I had interviews with and one one landed. So that's uh, amazing. This yeah. random woman was just like, yeah, I'm going to help you. Completely random. Yeah. That's amazing. And, and yeah, and it's you know like what I found in these conversations is that people who are like further along in their career, they like like to help the people who are still trying to figure it out because like mm-hmm. everyone went through that period where they had no idea what they were doing and more times than not, they had that person when they were younger that like, either went out on, on a limb to, like, introduce them to someone um, to get them that first position or their, mm-hmm. that foot in the door, and they just want to, like, kind of return the favor, and, like, people are honestly, like, more than willing to do that, like, enjoy doing that.
1: Absolutely, and um, if you come really across cool. someone who doesn't like that, I feel like that's just a telltale sign then that <laughs> you don't need to be talking to them because they probably wouldn't give you the help exactly. or advice that you wanted anyway, so. Exactly,
0: and, I, and, and like, not every conversation I had, like, was, uh that fruitful or interesting like some of them was like okay like I'm not that interested in that like I'm in culinary school but I don't ultimately think I want to work in a restaurant as a chef and I talked mm-hmm. to a chef who worked in a restaurant and he kind of confirmed all of the hesitations and again I'm a month into culinary school so I don't fully know what I'll end up doing he was like yeah working in a kitchen at a restaurant is like a complete grind and like there's obviously certain uh pros to it which is why I do it because I love it but like it's really hard too and Mm -hmm. um, so that was like confirmation of something that I think I don't want to do which is Mm -hmm. sometimes just as helpful as oh I
1: think that's personally I think that's even more powerful because crossing off the nose has been something that's so difficult like bringing back to our conversation earlier of all these fears of what's to come if I take this other you know pathway and then freaking out about not having those opportunities so I think being able to firmly say, you know what? Sure, there's some pros, but that's not exactly what I want to be doing is so powerful because it's just leading you towards that one path that well, there's multiple paths, but a better path for you.
0: No, totally. It's just like, yeah, it's narrowing it. It's like crossing that off the list type mm-hmm. of thing. It's like, yeah, you're one step closer, exactly. Mm-hmm. And I think it's so it's so hard to to
1: conceptualize the amount of opportunities that are out there. And you talking with all of these people, I mean, sounds like you had a plethora of conversations all within cooking or culinary or whatever but just in very different types of avenues of work which I think is something that's so exciting when you do finally step that take that step away from whatever you're kind of honed in on now that just because you're stepping away from you know your global international all like health stuff doesn't mm-hmm. mean that you're gonna have to solely pick like a chef like you can still pursue that culinary aspect that you're so interested in but there's still a hundred other options that, of where you can yeah. take it and all it is is like one conversation that changes that for you
0: Exactly. Yeah. And I think I also like at first struggles with like, I'm doing something like so different now, like this thing on my resume, this global health thing is going to be so unhelpful. It's going to look so confusing to people who are like, you're interested in like the culinary field, but you just worked at a nonprofit like global health. And it's actually been the opposite. Like people have responded with like interest being like whoa like you did that and this is so different like tell me how mm-hmm. you got there and also um just like random like skills I guess that I like needed or learned there have like come up that have been useful so like I truly think like first of all there's no like timeline that's something that I feel like I've heard a lot of people say but I fully agree with it there like is no timeline and like even if you're doing something that you don't think is ultimately going to be the thing later on like it's doing something now to either help you figure out what you want to do whether it's like I know I don't want to do this um or it'll oftentimes like later on you'll use parts of what you're doing now in the position that you never thought could be helpful that like come up and you're like oh wow thank god I did that even though I didn't like 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 it at the time like this is actually helpful now so no absolutely and like the just the
1: skills that you learn and the people that you meet and all that it's it's amazing Mm -hmm. um well, this has been absolutely fantastic. Thank you for sharing your story. That is, I think I remember that's one of the reasons I wanted to chat with you because I saw like the Italy piece. and I was like, that's, that's wild. I have to find out how she got there. Um, but seriously, like this has been so great. I can't wait to see like where you take that. Um, there was one more question that I had for you though, before okay. um, I, let's just sign off. Um, so I, I did some exploring and you have like a website and everything and, and you're doing like your own catering. Is that what it is?
0: Yeah. So, so before it's kind of all over the place at the moment. Yes. Like I had kind of been doing this like side hustle, uh, catering, like dinner parties, private chefing type thing, um, which I have done kind of throughout the fall, but since this new part-time job is more recent and between school, I, I don't really have much time to be Mm -hmm. also doing the catering stuff. Um, but I still will be, you know, taking on some new stuff in January. Um, but it's currently like the front page of my website. So I think I need to like hide it just like a little bit. (laughs) Yeah,
1: people Um, really got to dig to find it. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Got it. So was that something that you were doing while you were exploring like your culinary interests? Like, was this before you decided to jump into culinary school?
0: Yeah, a hundred percent. It was was something, I mean, I started doing it with like friends, just for like friends and family um, and like kind of experimenting with like how much I could handle Mm -hmm. um, because- I've discovered since uh doing these like dinner parties that it's like a lot more work than you really like think between well yeah because I'm the one that just eats the food so like yeah. of <laughs> I mean, like, that- like all the prep that goes involved like so much appreciation for like honestly like people who work in the food industry in general but especially mm-hmm. like the private chefing type stuff it's a lot of work uh, but it is a lot of fun too especially since I mostly do it for like friends friends of friends family because it's been like word of mouth spread so far Gosh. um but but yeah
1: very cool yeah I was just curious about that because that was like one of the things I like to like try to do a little bit of research the people just so I I have a little bit of background but also I love just hearing people's stories like
0: authentic real time mm-hmm. um and that was something that came up I was like wait where's that piece <laughs> like I want yeah that. I know um, it's kind of like yeah there's a lot of pieces that I I've kind of like tried try to do something here, try and like seeing what like sticks kind of like, yeah, yeah, throwing everything on the wall, seeing what sticks type of thing. Yeah, so.
1: absolutely. Well, love it. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me. I know that you're very busy with school and everything now. Um, and now that you're you're part time job, which is exciting, but it has been absolutely wonderful meeting you and hearing how you got to
0: here because it's quite a wild ride. <laughs> Yeah, no, absolutely. Thank you for finding me. I'm like so honored that you reached out. And- yeah, yeah. Well, this has been fantastic. All right. Thank you. Yeah, yeah good bye one. Maddie.
1: Bye.